0: Welcome to Us and Kids. This podcast is about how to stay married forever while you parent together. I am your host, Jan Talon, and I am a marriage and family therapist, a mom and a grandma. I will share with you my professional knowledge and thoughts and real life experiences about how to have a great marriage even while you parent together. I am glad that you are here to listen, learn, and lean into these ideas for creating some of the best relationships you can have. Let's get started. Are you ready to lean into what we're going to think about today? I think we all have one of these. I think that we use it for several hours every day. There are usually two or three or four of these in our house. Do you know what it is? It's your bedroom or a bedroom. What does your bedroom look like? Have you made your bed recently? What do you think? Do you like how your bedroom looks? Do you like how your kids' bedrooms look? How do you want them to look? Did you know that there is a whole bunch of little literature out there that talks about what happens if we make our bed? It doesn't really talk about whether or not our room is neat, but it talks more about if we've made our bed. Well, you know, that's a good question, right? Like, really, it matters? Really, who cares? Really, that's the last room in my house I'm going to worry about. Nobody's going to see it. I just close the door. Nobody's business. Hmm. Except for that when I started to do the research, I discovered there is some impact and maybe some validity on whether or not you make your bed and how it plays a part in how our brains are set up and how our brains are set up for the rest of the day. Hmm, let's see what's what they have to say, all right? The first thought is, is that we know that clutter and disorganization within our visual field, wherever it is, creates clutter and confusion within our thought field in our brain. So what our eyes see impacts how our brain works. Okay, that's nice. So what? Well, first of all, let's talk about our little ones around. Because when they're around, it's tough to keep an uncluttered house, right? If we are both working full time, we got kids coming and going with sports and other things, keeping an uncluttered house is almost a joke. And I understand that well because of, I remember, having those four kids around. It was almost a joke. I often thought I'm going to have one space in my house that is neat. When I go to bed, I'm going to have one space that I can see that I can say, oh, that looks pretty. And I did. I had a little corner that I could see from the banister as I walked down the hallway to my bedroom that I could look over and I could see one part of the living room that was neat. And I would have a little peace in my heart. Hmm. Might be true for you as well let's back up for a minute, because we know that it's important and wise for our adult brains to have things picked up. And yet our littles do not think that that's true at all. This is because they have a different brain. Their brains are developing, and they do not have all of the pieces sort of organized the way that our adult brains do or are supposed to. Their little busy brains are in the business of figuring out how to start things, not finish. They keep starting things over and over and over. That's what they're supposed to be doing. In this ages of between two and five, this is what their brains are supposed to be doing, is figuring out the courage on how to start something, how to have an idea and bring it so we can start it. So they'll color for a minute, then they'll go away, then they'll play with a truck, then they'll talk to you, then they'll look at a book, then they'll come back to the coloring, then to the book, then to a doll. They just keep starting over and over and over again. That's how their brain is supposed to be. So I don't really advocate picking up behind your child or insisting that they pick up and put something away before the next thing comes out. It's not normal to their brain development. Do I think, yes, let's pick up at the end of the day? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good for them to know how to put those things away. But not worth the fight on the minute-to-minute piece of taking care of our kids. However, your brain is more organized than that and more structured. And it is still more efficient for your brain to start something and bring it to a finish when you can. So. Back to that original sentence we started with, this is a part about making your bed. It is a simple way to send a message to your mind and into your emotional base that today you're going to start and finish. Because in the adult brain, starting and finishing brings calmness. Perpetual start without finishing things brings about anxiety. Now let's be clear for a moment. When I am walking around the house taking care of things, I am often carrying this to the laundry room, picking up this, carrying it to the study, picking up something from the study, bringing it to the kitchen. I am not necessarily cleaning just the laundry room and then the study and then the kitchen. I know there are people out there who say that's a more efficient way to do it. My brain doesn't really want to stay there and it wants to keep moving around. In the end, I have finished things, but not in a one space, another space, another space. So what I'm saying is you can do it one space at a time, or you can do it in bits and pieces. The part that your brain wants is that you start and reach a finish. Making your bed is a reminder to continue to make order out of things that are chaotic. So making your bed something simple that my husband and I often do together. I can tell you, it's not a stellar job. It will not pass any military inspection. However, our room does look better. And when I walk into it, I go, oh, that looks nice. And it took, if we're lucky, 22 seconds. It's a small act that does a couple of things. It starts my husband and I off together in the morning. We don't argue about perfection. We just each pull up our side and pull it together so it looks neat. Not perfect. And that's often a good goal throughout the day. Making it good, not perfect. We took the mess, the chaos of the bed, and we put it together. Okay. Not the 14 pillows lined up on the top. Not exactly neat on the corners in the back. Just okay. It's good. It looks to me like my bed is made. My definition, a bed made. And it reminds us to clean and straighten up the little things. A bed is a little thing in the scheme of things. And straightening up those little things makes it so that our brain settles down. hmm, nobody sees my bed. We can go weeks without anybody seeing my bed. Why do I start there? I start there because it's the best thing that I can do in the beginning of the day. It starts my brain off right, but it's also the last place I go in the day. And if the day has been crap, nothing has gone as I thought it should go. You know, when I go into that room and it's not so cluttered, and it's a bit organized, I have a little calm in my heart that goes, oh, things together at least. Okay, I don't want an over-exaggeration here, and some of you are rolling your eyes. I agree, but I want to try it some. It's a small reminder to our brains that if we see it, we will remember over and over again just to do one little thing right. Take one thing at a time to do it correctly or do it well. So when we parent, we can remember and remind our little ones to just do something well. Well, goodness sakes, don't we? We give them cheers for getting their little cup in the dishwasher. It's upside right, not upside down, but hey, they got it in the dishwasher. We give them cheers when they've lightened up their books or they put their Legos in the bins. Those are the little things that when they look at it, they can see that they made order out of chaos. And I know it feels silly to think that doing something and starting your day without doing one thing right and all the way is a setup for continuing to do things well, one thing at a time, right and all the way. Hmm. We know parenting can be overwhelming. There's so much going on at once, and our brains get pulled in 40 different ways. Move the laundry, go to the dry cleaners, pick up those 40 million things. Oh, what should I do first? And when I think of what do I desire, what do I really need to get done today, I can think in terms of what is the small thing that will keep me motivated and keep my brain somewhat clear and somewhat uncluttered. For me, especially when the kids were at home, it was dishes in the dishwasher. I didn't really care if food was out, like crackers and stuff, but I was confused when there were dishes out. So taking the few minutes to just keep sliding the dishes into the dishwasher, teaching my kids how to put their dishes in the dishwasher right away, sometimes successful, sometimes not, it set me up for keeping on thinking. Get one thing done. Make one thing finished. And I gave myself credit for getting those things done. In the young years, when I have three little ones at home, probably sometimes even when I had my fourth one there, I would write down on my list, I have done nothing today. And then I would write on my list and I would say, I showered. And I'd write it down and I'd check it off. I brush my teeth. I'd write it down. I'd check it off. I'd say I changed how many diapers. I'd write it down and I'd check it off. Because I wanted to prove that I did Something. It calmed my brain down, and I needed some credit for doing something when it seemed like nothing. I also had to remember to give my kids credit when they got small things done. Well, what do we do with this thought in our marriage? Well, what is one thing you have done well, not perfect, but well for your relationship today? Do you want to apologize? Did you remember to do a hug and a kiss this morning or when someone comes home? you Remember to ask how that sale went or were they able to pick up the tires or check in with your mom and dad? Do you want to remember that they left feeling sort of out of sorts today and you want to ask them how they do today? They left sort of on the off side of things this morning. How are you? Those are little things that can go a long way. What would you do that would keep your relationship less cluttered and more headed towards your long-term desire of married forever while parenting together? And goodness, even having fun with it. What is one thing you could do? I know that for my husband and I, when life was chaotic and lots of kid activity around, we tried to stay uncluttered. It wasn't perfect. But we would sometimes step aside into our bedroom, and just sit on the edge of the bed next to each other and talk for a minute about what was going on. Sometimes we had to table conversations and say, can't do it now, listen to that noise out there, and then we would come back to it. But it settled us down and pulled us together when we were really being pulled apart by the activities and the interactions of the kids. When things with the kids were cluttered, we worked to be sure we were not too cluttered. And we worked to unclutter the situations as quickly as we could. This happened a little bit more as the kids got older and we ended up in sports and that sort of stuff. But as we saw that the season was going to be packed with practices and driving kids around in daycare and other expectations, we said, what are we going to do about us? And we worked to get that in lined up. One time, one of our kiddos came home from school, a second or third grader, I think. She was just off. Crabby, snarky, resistant, loud. And this cluttered up the emotional space of the rest of the house and the interactions with the rest of the kids. So my husband and I went into our bedroom and talked a little bit. We watched it happen over a couple of weeks. Said, hmm, mm, what is this? And we went back to the basics and asked the teacher what was happening at school. Did she notice anything? And the teacher paused and said, well, she has moved seats. And so we talked about whether or not that seat was a good choice for our daughter. It turned out she was sitting next to a very difficult child. And this daughter was gentle and kind and didn't know what to do the teacher and I talked, we decided that there was another more appropriate seating arrangement that would ease the pressure on our daughter. Because she was young and obviously intimidated, uncluttering came by having her moved to a different seat. It's possible if she were in seventh or eighth grade, I probably would have encouraged teaching her more about how to manage that situation. However, the teacher understood the intensity of the child that was by my daughter and my child's young personality and assessed it was never going to be a good situation and agreed to make it change. So, back to making the bed. Take care of the simple things quickly. I am so grateful that teacher saw what the situation was and said, we can take care of this. And she did. And my daughter the next day was like, well, hello, it's so good to see you again. Remember what you want the end to be and work towards that end with grace and with conviction. So back to the beginning, pay attention to what is cluttering up your life. Work to simplify And unclutter it. If it begins by simply making your bed, tracking your checkbook better, putting the dishes in the dishwasher, go for it. Oh, yes, do it. If it requires a bit more figuring out and working to uncover the depth of the mess and then figuring it out, do that. It's worth the work. We know from making our bed that in a less cluttered, less confused mind, spirit, and relationship makes for more clear motivation and decision-making within your own being and within your own relationships. You are worth it. Your marriage and your kiddos are worth it. Keep on enjoying your marriage while you parent together. And remember, there is a PDF waiting for you to help you remember how to incorporate making your bed Keep your mind uncluttered in your everyday life. We'll see you again soon. Bye bye.